Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'd kind of recognized together with um, some friends that, that the only way to really sort of drive sustainable development and empowering people in environments like Cambodia was to have a business model um, that you know one thing that you see often is that the NGOs are throwing money at things which is fine if it's like a disaster situation right but if you want something that's going to continue after the end of the donor money you need to have something that's going to be self-sustaining and kind of we recognize this fairly early on Hi folks, I would like to introduce myself. My name is Payal and I am a traveler who also loves to meet people. And I think a blend of both is where this concept of melting pot has come about. In my melting pot series, I will be talking to lots of inspiring people from different parts of the world and also from different cultures whom I meet during all my travels. The common factor between these folks will be the desire to follow their passion and make it a way of life. So step into this melting pot and enjoy the chats. Hi everyone. Today I am in conversation with this very dynamic lady. Uh, I'm talking to Debbie Watkins. Debbie is CEO and she's the co-founder of Lucy, which is a neobank and a financial technology company. Of course, we're going to hear all about this from from Debbie. Um, Thank you so much, Debbie, for joining in and having this conversation with me today. Oh, thanks, Payal. And, and thanks so much for inviting me, of course. I know. I mean, you have, um, it's so interesting what um, you are doing and the kind of platform that you are uh, providing for entrepreneurial women. So, um, but before we start talking about Lucy and, you know, what it stands for and uh, what went behind you actually setting it up, it would be interesting uh, for me and, and the listeners and the viewers to, to know know a little bit more about you, um, your background, and, um, you know, where you originally from, and what was that like? And then, you know, I, I, I understand from doing research uh, on you that you've lived outside of um, your home country for close to 20 years, and have been in Asia. So that would be an interesting journey for you to share with, uh, with all of us. Sure. Yeah. So as, as you mentioned, I mean, I, I was um, actually born and raised in the UK. Um, and until the turn of the millennium, I would say I had a fairly kind of normal high flying type corporate life, I guess. Um, I kind of progressed through sort of increasing 
um, senior roles in mainly banking and, and IT, um, also with uh, ERP systems as well. Um, and then kind of everything changed. Um, I un unexpectedly got made redundant um, early in 2000, and it coincided with relationships ending and various other things. And I just thought, you know, if I don't go out and see the world now, I'm never going to do it. And so right. yeah. um, it just also coincided with some friends of mine from London who'd taken a year out from their corporate jobs to go backpacking. So they said, well, hey, why don't you come and meet up with us? And I was like, sure, where are you going to be in January? And they were like, mm, Cambodia. And I'm, where's Cambodia? <laughs> <laughs> and so I went to the travel agent and they said, where's Cambodia? Um, and because it was, you know, very, very new place at the time. Yeah. And so, I mean, just to give you an idea about sort of really how ill prepared I was, I had to go to the nail salon and get my nails removed um, to actually go borrow backpacks, all kinds of things. Um, but anyway, the, the time that I'd spent there really just changed my whole perspective, perspective of things. And I kind of decided that that I would take more time to actually see where that side of things went um Cambodia was quite impactful I would say from, from my perspective anyway just really seeing sort of what the legacy was of the genocide and the subsequent um, civil war um, but also how this had really impacted people who really had nothing had sort of lost everything and were really kind of struggling to try and find their way um, so I started out um, volunteering um, I got involved with um, various NGOs, started doing some consulting in um, accounting systems implementation. Um, that evolved into doing some consulting in core banking systems implementation. Um, and that's kind of really when I got first involved in microfinance. So I would say that was early, sort of late, yeah, maybe late 2001, early 2002. Um, at the same time, um, I'd kind of recognized together with um, some friends that that the only way to really sort of drive sustainable development and empowering people in environments like Cambodia was to have a business model. Um, that, you know, one thing that you see often is that the NGOs are throwing money at things, which is fine if it's like a disaster situation, right? But if you want something that's going to continue after the end of the donor money, you need to have something that's going to be self-sustaining. And kind of we recognized this fairly early on. And so set up two social enterprises in Cambodia, one of which was a travel company. Um, and one of which made home and fashion accessories from recycled plastic bags. Um, and bear in mind, this is kind of, say, the early part of the, the century, and um, nobody really knew the word social enterprise. And so I had to use like five sentences to explain what this was. And they're all saying, well, hang on a second. Are you a business or are you an NGO? You know, and you're like, yeah. well, no, 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 this is what we're doing. And they're like, oh, is that really a thing? Um, and yeah, so things just kind of evolved from there. So I ended up kind of being recommended by MFIs that I've been involved with. They recommended me to other MFIs in Cambodia that kind of then went into other countries. We moved, I got married um, to um, somebody I, I met in Cambodia. Um, so that was, uh, we then kind of 
So you were meant, essentially meant to go to Cambodia. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. and it was it was uh, it was completely just one of those coincidences, a mutual friend who was also um, traveling at the same time. Um, and then we kind of moved together um, to Laos, where we were also for two years. Um, I started consulting in Africa. Um, moving around all over the place. I then got a role with Mercy Corps in Indonesia, <coughs> again, focused on financial inclusion. Um, spent two years there, two years in Bangladesh as well, um, focused on mobile financial services, um, and then went to the Netherlands for a couple of years. Um, but again, was very much focused on uh, helping financial institutions to increase their outreach and relevance through a combination of customer-centric product design and leveraging technology in a smart and efficient way. And that's kind of really what, what the majority of my career has been about since I left the UK. Um, and during that time, I, I've probably worked in about 38 countries, uh, literally everywhere from DL Congo to Pakistan to Papua New Guinea. Um, so uh, you were there physically or you were managing these remotely because all these countries have very different ecosystems and, uh, you know, and the culture and the philosophy of how the microfinancing industry probably works uh, towards. I think it, it it's, it's hard for you to have done that remotely, right? Yes, absolutely. No, I went and stayed in each of these countries. Oh, wow. Um, quite sort of, I mean, I was, I think I went to DR Congo twice, Pakistan four or five times, Ethiopia like 20 times. So, um, and so, yes, I've, I've kind of really very much immersed myself in, in all of the, the sort of cultures there, everywhere from sort of like, you know, the, the slums in Jakarta through to rural farmers in um, Nepal um, and pretty much everywhere in between. And, you know, an important thing, of course, is that, the, there's a massive difference, obviously, culturally, um, geographically, demographically, between all different cultures um, and countries, but also um, between urban and rural, of course, right? Yeah. So, you know, the, the type of livelihoods, the, the cash flows, the accessibility to bank branches, the, the penetration rate of mobile technology, you know, all of these things vary significantly depend depending upon where you are. But um, a lot of what I was really focused on was working at how can we actually bring uh, responsibly priced financial services to people wherever they happen to be. Interesting. So uh, what brought you to Singapore? Um, well, I was approached by one of the core banking technology providers to actually set up a regional head office for them. Um, and I, I actually chose Singapore. And again, it was just one of those things. I kind of did an evaluation of the sort of the, the regulatory environments, the sort of ease of doing business, all of these side of things and decided that Singapore was the best place to be um, for the company, particularly given that sort of their, their client base was Myanmar, Cambodia. Papua New Guinea, Vietnam, you know, yeah. and all places that were very accessible from, from Singapore. Yeah. yeah. And so I kind of, again, upped, upped the family, <laughs> moved, them, moved them all again, um, and started, started the, the regional office here in 2014. Um, and sort of 
ended up with about 50 plus people across three different countries um, looking after Asia Pacific, Middle East and Africa. And then um, Lucy happened, right? Yes. So, I yes. mean, what I hear from, you know, your experiences starting from Cambodia, it's obviously your, um, you know, your forte has always been in the corporate world uh, with technology and with microfinancing, right? So, um but the focus uh, was has never it's it's very holistic, but it's never been like centered around women, you know, or helping women, right? So women entrepreneurs or women from a different um, uh, financial background. Um, so so that was never. I mean, I, I, I clearly that was not um, the focus at the time. But with Lucy, it's completely um, women-centric. So how did that progression happen? And how did that switch happen? And how did you actually um, decide to set up Lucy? And what is Lucy? So all of those questions, um, I, I kind of leave it to you to answer now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, as with all of these things, it was something that kind of evolved as well. So you know, all of the places that I was working and bear in mind that I was doing a lot of work in tech, but also consulting for financial institutions yeah. and and speaking at lots of conferences as well. And what I was kind of seeing was um, a couple of things. First of all, that, that the vast majority of the management that I was working with in the various financial institutions were male. Um, you know, statistically, globally, 98% of bank management is male. Um, what I was also really seeing was that in many cases, there was a degree of, I guess you could really call it complacency in actually understanding and tailoring products to different groups of potential customers. It was, it's very much always been this kind of one size fits all, yeah. um, you know, which actually translates as one size fits none because it doesn't really solve the problems of anybody. It kind yeah. of does, but not quite right. So um, so it was a combination of these things. Um, also seeing that, um, you know, the, the, the tendency, I think, is for people to design products for people like them. And, and so what you, you kind of get is this, this just lack of understanding that there's a group of people here who need completely different things um, because it's really difficult right to see life through other people's eyes and actually to kind of work out what it is that they need um yeah and it's also convenient to not have to do that yes exactly yeah, especially yeah. when you're still kind of getting good yeah. business you know yeah. so like you know banks would always say well you know we're giving loans as long as we get the loans repaid is this helping um this group of people to build their businesses well we don't know and we don't really care to be honest with you as long as they pay their loan we'll just give them another loan Right. So it's it's that kind of attitude. Um, but also, you know, everywhere I've been, um, say everywhere from like Kinshasa to Lahore and everywhere in between, you know, you go outside and you see the markets and, and the bustling nature of the business. And a large percentage of this is women. 
Mm. Right. You know, they're, and they're juggling 50,000 things at the same time. They've got the kids here. They're trying to keep the house clean. They're trying to cook the food. They're trying to run this small shop from the front of their house. You know, all of these things at the same time. Um, and so it was kind of just something that I'd really seen this this disconnect between what people actually really needed and who needed it and, and what banks and financial institutions were really wanting to or could be bothered to. Um, do. Um, so what happened was in 2017, 2018, just I got introduced to Luke, who's my co one of my co-founders. Um, and he had set up a, a company that was building apps for um, large institutions, including banks. Um, and someone says, you should really have a chat to him. And we sat down and had a chat and <laughs> ended up putting the world to rights when it came to banks, because he'd seen a similar thing from a different direction, right? That he'd been building digital banking platforms for banks and realized that their underlying offerings were really leaving something to be desired. And of course, building something digital on top of that doesn't make the underlying thing right. All you've got now is a digital product that doesn't solve a problem right so yeah, yeah and you know and he was going back and saying well hey you know this, these products are not really going to resonate even if you put a nice app on top of it and was kind of almost getting this kind of attitude of like well we we hired you to build an app not to tell us about other stuff right um and you know too many of them too much bureaucracy um lack of innovation i think he was finding quite frustrating um and had kind of seen that, again, there was a real need for, you know, what is now really called neobanks, of course, right, which is, is building uh, digital first solutions that actually address the needs of particular segments. So, and we kept kind of just reconnecting at various stages. Um, he'd also been introduced to Hal, my other co-founder, who was the CEO of a bank in Myanmar at the time, um, having spent a long career with the World Bank as well. Um, and he'd seen, um, again, similar things from a completely different direction, that the women who came to his bank um, for loans were consistently better payers than their male counterparts, but that, that he wasn't getting very many women. Um, and so we, we spent a kind of year on and off just kind of reconnecting and saying, this is terrible, someone should do something about it. Um, and then finally said, maybe we should just do something about it. And Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's really literally how it came about. Interesting. Interesting. So um, 
Um, so now if you could, you know, just talk uh, a little more about Lucy. And I mean, I understand it's an app. Uh, so you've kind of got, again, um, IT and digital technology with microfinancing. Uh, you've kind of put it together, uh, but it's very, very um, focused on helping women, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so, so the approach here has been to go literally from the other end, right? Which is to say, what is it that people need? What are the pain points that different groups are facing? What are their aspirations and how can we actually really help to solve for that by designing something that actually addresses the pain points rather than starting with the solution and trying to retrofit it. And so we kind of had seen increasingly now, you, you can read as well online, like globally, um, it's recognized that women are disproportionately underserved when it comes to financial services. Um, they're also disproportionately underserved when it comes to sort of helping them grow and develop as entrepreneurs. And so that was the kind of direction that we really felt that we wanted to go was actually to, to look at different groups of women and say, what is the particular issue that this group is having and how can we come up with products and services that actually really meet their needs rather than saying starting from the classic products. So what we decided to do was to start in Singapore um, for a couple of reasons. Um, firstly, that it, it made sense to sort of start somewhere that had a high sort of digital penetration rate, of course, if we're starting with an app, right? Um, but secondly, um, because we had also recognized that contrary to what a number of people may think, there are actually underserved segments in Singapore when it comes to banking. Um, and the two main groups really are the, the kind of micro or solopreneurs who would often tend to be mothers juggling families and, and a part-time business at home and all sorts of other things at the same time um, and foreign domestic workers um, and who are entrepreneurial by nature because that's what's brought them to Singapore in the first place. You know, their aim is to save enough money to go back home to their family and start a small business. Yeah. Um, and so we'd recognize that although sort of on the face of it, these two groups seem quite different, actually there's kind of quite a lot more that unites them than divides them. Um, and so what we did really was spend a lot of time then looking at different challenges that they had um, and what was, should be available to them but wasn't available to them and then we've designed a sort of suite of financial services sort of specifically to help them sort of juggle all the various aspects of their lives. So what are the different uh, financial services that Lucy offers? Yeah so what we're providing right now are fee-free accounts um, with a virtual and physical debit MasterCard. Um, we're providing low-cost digital remittances uh, we're providing named savings pockets, which enables you to set up multiple pockets for different things that you're saving towards and put a name and a goal against each one. Um, we also enable you to set up an account with a card that's going to be used by somebody else. So, for example, you can set up an allowance account for your 
child and give the card to your child, but keep a track on the finances. You can set up a groceries account and give the card to your helper, um, but keep a track on the groceries. Um, all of this is completely kind of user driven. So you can just set them all up on the app um, immediately. Um, and what, what we will be doing going forwards is adding in um, small business lending. Um, we're adding in, um, we've already got actually uh, earned wage access, which enables your helper to draw down on her salary um, during the month based upon the number of days that she's worked so far. Um, and we are including a whole range of business building and community tools, um, particularly for entrepreneurs. Um, again, because one thing that we've recognized here is that having access to financial services is one part of the equation, but it's not the whole picture. Um, really what, what solopreneurs need in particular is access to sort of low cost and quality training, um, access to integrated accounting for someone who's not an accountant, um, you know, access to a community of peers who can actually help out with advice. Um, all of these things are kind of something that really then can help um, solo and micro entrepreneurs to feel very much supported as they're starting and growing their businesses. And so that's that's really our aim is to combine tailored financial services and business building tools all together. Wow, that's interesting. So it's like a one stop shop, mm. uh, you know, and you have access to all all the needs that um, are important important to you yes that's interesting yeah so what are some of the um you know some case studies that you know you'd like to share about uh where you've seen a transformation with um a you know a client or a group of clients uh you know something that that's tangible where you have seen that lucy has made a difference Yes, well, I mean, we're still quite early days, you know, we just launched at sort of the second half of last year, well, kind of third quarter, actually. Um, and so we're still kind of in very much in sort of growth and, and sort of getting out there mode, but we have seen some really interesting patterns and had some great feedback from people. Um, one of our customers actually said that she really felt that Lucy was like her big sister. <laughs> And I thought that was just such a kind yeah. of great analogy, right? It, she yeah. felt, and that's really how we wanted it to feel very, very personal and warm. Um, what we've also seen is actually a increasing number of helpers um, who having sort of, first of all, just started sending remittances home are now actually using their own Lucy debit card to buy things online on websites in their home country and get those things delivered to the family right which is giving them much more control um, over how their money is spent which is extremely important right so they're saying rather than just sending the cash home and not really knowing how it's being used they're actually saying okay you want a tv you want a whatever i'll buy it and get it delivered and that way i know that the money's going where it's supposed to be going um, that's so that's been a really interesting Thing as well. Um, the other thing that we've been seeing is that um, despite the fact that Singapore would seem to be quite saturated when it comes to banking, um, and despite the fact that generally most neobanks would, would be your second or third 
bank relationship. Um, the usage that we've been seeing has been more in line with what someone's first bank account would be. Um, and so that, so, you know, it's not just that they've got Lucy only to buy things online, for example, we're seeing it being used in the supermarket, in cafes, on the bus and the MRT, general day-to-day -day stuff, um, which is, is great from our perspective because it's really showing that people are actually finding this just as useful and probably more user-friendly um, than their regular bank account. Interesting. Yeah. And, and, and like you're saying, it's just, you know, your third quarter. So as, as it develops you, and as you see, um, you know, the kind of responses from the clients, you, you can, you can try and um, bring in more things, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. And make it sort of more, um, more personal. Yes, and, that, and cater to different needs of, you know, needs that you probably haven't thought of. But, you know, as as you go along, I guess um, it'll be interesting to to then get a better understanding and incorporate more and more needs, because with technology, it's possible to do that. Right. Yes. And, you know, one thing we've also seen as well is we've had a couple of in-person events for our customers. I've done some workshops on um, business model strategy because it's something I've got a lot of personal background in. And I thought that it would be nice for some of our solo micro entrepreneurs if they were interested to actually have some kind of face-to-face -face time. And of course, I think everyone's desperate for face-to-face -face time now, right? Um, and so, you know, I think one thing that we, we, we do recognize as well is despite being a digital first platform, these, these personal connections are actually kind of really important as well. Um, and so that is very much guiding sort of how do we make delivery through an app with the cost effectiveness that that brings how can we bring that level of that personal feeling into that and combine it as necessary um, with some sort of offline type activities too yeah interesting yeah now that it's possible to do it it makes sense yeah no you're right the personal interface uh, always um, helps you know because it kind of brings a perspective that you may not have thought about, uh, but when you're listening to someone like speaking to you and make giving you ideas, I think it makes sense. Yeah, no, that's that's interesting. So, outside of Singapore, have you? I mean, I know it's still early days, but um, are there any other countries within Southeast Asia that you have? Uh, thought about as you know rolling out Lucy 2 in in the next uh, couple of years or in the near future yes and I mean I you know the 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 logical next steps for us would be like say Indonesia and the Philippines just because again first of all it's the home country of a lot of the the helpers but yeah. Secondly, because they are big, big countries that are very largely micro enterprise driven. Um, and so, you know, we've got lots of interesting statistics there about the percentage of micro entrepreneurs that are really underserved by formal financial institutions. So there's a huge gap there between what people actually have and what people need. Um, Hong Kong for us is another interesting area um, because demographically it's similar to Singapore. 
um, but also like one of our primary investors is based there. Um, but I think what's also been very interesting is that, you know, when I first posted on LinkedIn that we were starting Lucy, um, uh, I had people that I knew from all over the place saying, you should really bring Lucy here. And this was literally everywhere from Ethiopia to England. Um, and I think that's kind of interesting as well. And what we've recognized that, that this is not a developed world problem. It's not a developing world problem. It's a kind of universal issue, yeah. right? Yeah. As that, that women entrepreneurs um, just don't have access to everything that they really need. Um, and, you know, we also know Melinda Gates quotes this quite often, you know, that empowering women entrepreneurs to succeed actually helps everybody right it helps women and men yeah. um, if women owned businesses can realize their potential so um yeah it's been very interesting we've had quite a number of people who've connected with us from a whole range of different places from sort of egypt to zambia to, to australia literally saying you know we'd like to talk about how we can possibly bring lucy here it's 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 interesting yeah and i guess um you know you obviously have to um take it step by step um establish it make sure that the model works beautifully till you move on to another country because every country will come with its own set of um you know Pro not problems, but its own own set of challenges. So um, yeah, but interesting, yeah. interesting. I mean, it's and um, I don't know if you if you have uh, the app because what I really find interesting is, you know, all the women. Um, the design of the app is absolutely spectacular. So I don't know if you can not not for the people who are listening, but for the viewers, if you can just show them um, what it looks like and yep. what went behind uh, the design. What you know, what kind of prompted you into into creating something like this? Yeah, yeah. Let me just open the app up and I can just show you. Um, so again, the, the aim was really to be personal, right? Which is also why we called the app Lucy um, and not XYZ Bank. <laughs> so, right, so a bit, uh, like, a bit like Alexa or like Siri. Yeah, so we yeah, yeah. say we want it. And, and, you know, we've also thought about the wording um, and, and uh, like how, how we wanted the language to be like as well. So again, kind of informal, little bit irreverent, um welcoming um so um i don't know if you can see no no oh, yeah sure. yeah now now oh, there we go okay so this just kind of gives you an idea of what the screen looks like all the different accounts here are my accounts that i've configured right. um so it's really easy to navigate the other the key thing i like here is if i click here there we go I can change the background. I don't know if you can see that now, but I've got a new background. I can background. see the background, but yeah. It's changed, right? And even the menu here, um, right. the color of the menu actually changes um, to be coordinated um, with, with the background. Um, so if I have the blue one here, for example, yeah. you can see this, right? Um, that if I look at the menu, the menu is now blue, whereas it was gold before. Yeah, yeah, um, it's yeah. just it's minor details. But the yeah. whole the whole point is here. I can set up all these accounts that I have um, and give them names of whatever I want. I can have separate cards for them. 
Um, and so it really kind of helps me to kind of compartmentalize my yeah. expense management, but also my savings um, and just very, very easy to use. Excellent. Um, that's very, very interesting. Uh, thank you, Debbie, for for sharing this with your journey as well as, you know, uh, Lucy and what it offers uh, to to my listeners and viewers and of course to me uh good luck and, and i think you know this this is this app is i mean i think it's going to make a huge difference for uh women entrepreneurs um you know, and and people who, especially women who who don't have an opportunity otherwise to be in control of of their finances, I think it's and it's just so user friendly from you know whatever I've kind of researched and and whatever I see um, about it. So, good luck and thank you. Fascinating and hopefully you know you will be able to outside of Singapore, Indonesia and Philippines, also be able to spread, um, spread Lucy across the globe. Yes, that's <laughs> certainly our aim. Thank you so much. And it's been it's been delightful to be on here. And uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you, Debbie. You take care. Okay, bye bye. 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 For more weekly conversations, do listen to Melting Pot on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. Follow us on YouTube and on Instagram at Podcast Melting Pot. So until the next episode, this is Pyle signing off. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.